on a Thursday morning. Oh, so much to cover today. Uh, big stories. We're covering trending Roseanne. It's uh, episode number two of the Roseanne Show. And this one has to do with how many cast members are going to get paid, how many people are not going to get paid. Is there going to be a spinoff? Uh, the morality clause, why ABC fired her under her contract. And is she going to get some money anyway? And so I did that at 7 o'clock this morning. And the Stoneman Douglas shooter, three cell phone videos, chilling, chilling videos that have come out. All right, let's do something fun because there's so much negative news out there. And that's a success from scratch story brought to you by Lifteek. Look years younger without facelift surgery. Go to Lifteek.com. Now, uh, a company that I have known since I've been a kid. I mean, just a little one. As a matter of fact, uh, my earliest memories going back to when I arrived in the United States when I was five years old are the toys that my dad and mom bought me. I mean, at five, six years old. And the ones that I remember specifically, I'm not going to talk about the dolls that I had, uh, little frilly dolls, because that is just between uh, me and my therapist. But I'm talking about the toys from Whammo. Remember Whammo? The hula hoop had one of those. The frisbee had a bunch of those. Slip and slide had those. I think they did the yo-yos too, if I'm not mistaken. The colored yo-yos and the ones that you would, that would generate all the sparkles. I was pretty good at, I was a pretty good yo-yoer. I really wasn't. Not as good as uh, President Trump is, but a pretty good yo-yoer. Uh, these toys have been a staple for generations of kids. So where do they come from? Well, of course, the Whammo Company. But do you know the history of the Whammo Company? It's a company that's had tremendous success, then tremendous failure, then success again, then failure. You talk about a yo-yo? That's what this company is in the world of business. So how did this start? Two USC graduates, uh, Richard Nair and uh, Arthur Spud Mellon, I'll just call him Spud, uh, started Whammo in uh, their garage in Pasadena. Now, there is there are very few mistakes when it comes to people who uh, are successful in business. I mean, it's no accident. People start at a very young age, and we've talked about and I've interviewed people, kids. You know how well they're going to do. Warren Buffett, for example, as a young, young man, was already in the world of finance. So... This isn't a big surprise, either with these guys. For example, Nair, when he was nine years old, he made rubber band guns from old apple crates and sold them to his friends in the neighborhood. Spud Mellon caught and sold halibut door-to-door. Who the hell sells halibut door-to-door? And I'm assuming the older, the cheaper? Figure it out. So the two meet at USC and become friends, and in their 20s, look at this, how weird this story gets. In their 20s, they develop an interest in falconry. How's that for weird? And uh, in order to train the birds in the air, they devised a slingshot to shoot food in the air so the falcons could grab the food mid-flight and then land on their arm. So a local barber suggested you should sell these things. So they bought a handsaw at Sears, 
and began making wooden slingshots that they sold through magazine ads. This was back in 1948. And the company name Whammo, where do they get that? It's after the sound that the slingshot projectiles made when they hit the target. Whammo. It's a great name for a, a company, for sure. It's like when you throw up. That's the name of the company that uh, first started with the uh, anti-vomit drugs. Did you know that? That's not true. So these two men had an off-kilter approach to designing toys. And it made their products stand out. Boy, I remember that. So uh, the other big toy makers, uh, Mattel, Hasbro, these two didn't have to deal with any complicated corporate rules, right? They have to worry about meetings. They didn't have to worry about OKs from management and then going off to advertising agencies. If they liked the idea, they just went ahead and implemented it immediately. And they did have a research and development team. They're kids. And they did have commercials. Got to remember those commercials. They were so cheesy. They were shot in their backyards. Uh, But I'll tell you, they were. They're very clever about toy design, marketing, cost savings. I actually remember these commercials. Now, keep in mind, we're going back when I was five, six, seven, eight years old. And these stand out so vividly. So if you remember uh, a bowling set that they had, and the set arrived with empty plastic pins, you put water in the pins to give them the weight. So they wouldn't have to ship heavy pins to the retailers. And uh, so when they wanted to put their unique spin on catch, right, the game of catch, uh, what they did is uh, they selected a plastic flying disc. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, being sold by Fred Morrison. Morrison came up with the idea in 1938. When he was tossing a cake pan back and forth on the beach with his fiance, someone offered to buy it for 25 cents. I guess cake pans uh, were fairly cheap in those days. Morrison originally called his disc the Pluto Platter. Well, the two guys, Whammo, bought the rights in 1957. They changed the name of the Pluto Platter to Frisbee. And, of course, a fad was born. Now, Frisbees have come back in a big, big way. Hundreds of Frisbee golf tournaments held each year. And it's uh, virtually every college and university has a Frisbee team. And, of course, you've seen those commercials with the dogs, right? How do you show a dog is healthy and you want to buy that dog, this dog food? Well, you throw a Frisbee and this little tiny Jack Russell Terrier jumps 28 feet in the air and grabs the Frisbee. Those are so ridiculous. I'll tell you what I'm going to be impressed when those commercials uh, come, uh, when they really do a good job, is when uh, these little terriers grab the Frisbee and throw it back with their paws. (laughs) That is a visual. All right, coming back, the hula hoop. And do you remember those? I love the hula hoop. You bet. And then they had so many different kinds of hula hoops. With the 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 lights and I mean all of it, so I'm going to come back and do the hula hoop story with Whammo, KFI AM six. Four. <laughs>
starting to feel it's right All the attraction, the tension Don't you see, baby, this is perfection Hey, girl, I can see your body moving And it's driving me crazy Handle here on a uh, Thursday morning, continuing on with our success from scratch story, and this is just a fun one, and uh, it's about the company Whammo, started by a couple of SC graduates back in 1948, and the reason it's so much fun is the the toys that they made, uh, they're so iconic. I remember as a kid growing up with these toys, the sip, slip and slide, uh, the frisbee, I mean, as if you don't know who they are. One, or you don't know what those are. Okay, one of the big stories, huge success story. This one all over the world, the hula hoop. So uh, a friend visiting from Australia uh, showed these two guys this bamboo hoop that was used in fitness classes. They immediately said, okay, there's something here. And uh, they made one out of plastic. And during the hula hoop phase, they were manufacturing 50,000 of these Per day, everybody in America had a hula hoop. And it's a fad. It's ebbed and flowed over the years, died out in the 80s. And a few years later, uh, really gained popularity due to a jam band called the String Cheese Incident. And what they do is they threw hula hoops to the audience. And all of a sudden, it picked up again. So a new trend was born called hooping and hoopers in San Francisco started holding regular hoop jams with the music and they were hooping to the music, hooping groups spread to cities around the world. And to show you how iconic the hula hoop was, it was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 1999. Now, remember the bouncing ball, the Super Bowl, another whammo product. So one day, Whammo is approached by a chemist, Norm Stingley, and his company had been working on a compound that had great kinetic energy. And uh, it was one of those accidental things that just come up, like Velcro, uh, like um, minoxidil. And uh, it was a ball that could bounce over a two-story house. And they spent two years searching for a way, how do you turn this into a toy? And the big problem is it had a very nasty habit of exploding when you bounced it too hard. Well, they manufactured it. The Super Bowl became a huge hit. Who didn't have one? They sold 6 million of them in 1965. The White House ordered 60 of them. Here's an urban myth. The Super Bowl was uh, named in reference to the Super Bowl. Okay. And over the years, uh, Whammo sold a bunch of toys. The air blaster could blow out a candle at 20 feet. I had one. The slip and slide, of course, uh, we all had one. The monster magnet, silly string. And they still have silly string in the cans. Uh, the hacky sack, they purchased that from the inventors in 1983. And then it went up and down. This company did not stop. In 82, the two guys sold the company to a toy maker, Shifted production in Mexico, left, uh, laid off a bunch of staff. In 1994, Mattel buys the company, shuts down the warehouse. Uh, they weren't dealing with it well. They couldn't build a business. They didn't understand. I mean, Barbie and Hot Wheels were a huge business. They didn't, they didn't understand Whammo. So uh, three years later, a new Whammo group buys the company from Mattel. 
And in 2002, a guy named Todd Richards takes over the company. He introduces the classics, updates some of them, uh, growth 20 to 25% per year, and then funding issues. So a Chinese firm buys the company in 2006. They move everything to China. No new products. Marketing budget slashed. And so just went in the toilet. And 2015 revenues had fallen by another 75%. Tiny little staff. They laid off everybody. And Whammo was sold again. And so the plan now is they're not touching the big retailers. They're going after the mid-tier regional chains, which the company had ignored for years. And, of course, they have to go to the Internet. And uh, they're doing fine. Uh, today, Whammo, uh, its success, an e-commerce site, uh, Amazon, and new products. Well, sort of old products. Uh, the hula hoop with LED lights. Uh, a redesigned square Frisbee. And they're getting money on, well, they're crowdsourcing on Kickstarter. I'm glad the company's still around. I just love the whammo. And the commercials were so cheesy and they were so wonderful. And they were made on a budget of three cents. And it was absolutely terrific. Okay.